Welcome to Adventures in ESL Podcast, a podcast for K-12 ESL teachers who want to learn strategies and tips for planning for their English language learners. I am Millie and I will be your host on this ESL adventure. My name is Millie, and I am going to be your host today. I am, once again, as usual, really excited to be back here with you. I am, like many of you all, ready to, (laughs) you know, return to normal. I know this week, um, you know, we had switched over from Zoom to Microsoft Teams. So like many of you, I am, you know, transitioning and learning as well. And, you know, on this roller coaster as well with how to support my students. But I want to welcome all you all here today for taking time out this morning to to join me as I share with you all how I integrate language objectives, language goals. I'll use it interchangeably into my virtual lesson. Now, before we jump into today's topic, I always wanted you all to reflect on your wins as an educator. So what are some wins that you have this week? I know for me, like I said, this past week has just been a, you know, a roller coaster with virtual learning. And I was thinking back on some of my wins for the week and I wanted to highlight some of those. So a personal win for me was successfully, I'm thinking it was successful, switching over to teams. So like I said, there was um, our school district, you know, said, you know, we're officially going with Microsoft Teams. And so we've been trying to do that. One of the downsides of it, though, was that Zoom was really easy to get out there. The kids just have to click a link and get in. And with Teams, they need to use their school password. And a lot of them are struggling Um, was logging in. And so that has been a struggle. But a win is that most of them have logged in. Most of the parents are on board and just making sure that um, showing up every week and giving them giving them my best. Okay. Um, So welcome, Stacey. Hi. (laughs) So, um, so every week, I want to highlight a win. If you want to drop one of your wins in the comment box, It can be, like I said, it can be a big win. It can be a small win. Every win is a win. And so it is really important to celebrate those for you to reflect on those throughout the week. And I want to hear from you about your wins, okay? So definitely think back on your week and reflect and think about what was a a highlight of your week, something that you are extremely, extremely proud of. And write those down, share those with other people. You can share those in our group, My Ventures in ESL. Love to hear your wins and celebrate with you. So I'm gonna go ahead and get started today. Of course, if you have any comments, just feel free or questions, just feel free to drop those. Um, But we're gonna go ahead and get started. Um, Oh, before we do, Hannah had a win. She said she's finally getting some of her family set up for weekly virtual lessons. Hannah, that is a huge win. Um, you know, and and I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but sometimes the biggest struggle, I was sharing this with some other teachers, is just getting the families logged in. That's sometimes that's a huge struggle, as Jen, so you did that. So that is really, really big. So thank you for sharing that, Hannah. And so like I said, if you all have any, just definitely drop those in the comments. We want to hear from you, okay? So what I'm going to be sharing today is how I am integrating language objectives and language goals 
in my virtual lessons with my ELLs. Now, I know not all of us, um, all of our students, because I'm in the same boat, have access to technology, but you still can integrate language goals in the lessons you're sending home if you're sending home worksheets or packets or however you're reaching out to your ELLs. You can still send language objectives and include language objectives in there. And so during this transition of me teaching um, my ELLs remotely, I noticed that I was struggling to keep the structure for my students. I mean, having a structure in a classroom can help students feel safe. And I also wanted to be as close to the learning environment at school as possible. Now, having language goals in the classroom every day was a huge part of my classroom structure. And since I'm not physically in the classroom, it has been a challenge for me to have those goals daily at first. Now, why is this important? Well, for me, having those language goals drives my classroom instruction, just like with any goal. Like my goal today is to come here and share with you how I'm integrating that. That is driving why I'm here. It's providing the structure for this podcast, this Facebook Live, okay? And so having that language goal drives my instruction and without them, I personally have been feeling very confused and very frustrated about what I should be doing with my lessons. So every day at the beginning of class, I have these language goals that help my students reflect on their learning. And since we are switching to remote learning, I'll struggle with how I can implement these language goals. Now, I was so used to having them on the chart paper or on the board or in my PowerPoint, and then I would have the students turn and talk about the language goals. Well, like I said, I'm no longer in the classroom, so I really didn't immediately have these tools disposable to me, meaning that I couldn't have it on a smart board or I couldn't have it on chart paper or the students couldn't really turn and talk and talk about the goals. Like this was something that I was really, really trying to, you know, fighting with myself with being like, oh my gosh, how do I, how do I do this? How do I implement this within my virtual instruction? And that's when I started to take a moment back and reflect and say, okay, what tools do I have available for my students? What do I have available for them? Now, I didn't want to give up on providing my students daily language objectives. So I brainstormed, what do I have available and what can the students have direct access to? And I always go back to YouTube. Like they, <laughs> a lot of them have YouTube on their phone. They know how to get to YouTube. And I know how to upload videos to YouTube. I mean, it's a really simple process. You can record a YouTube video on your phone and just upload it. So it's a really simple process of how to do that. So that's when I decided I was like, okay, I can do my virtual lessons through Zoom. And like I said, now they're through Teams the same way. I can download the video through Teams and upload it to YouTube. Now, when I do my lessons, I just like I do in the classroom, I included those language objectives on the PowerPoint slide. So this allows the students that do actually come to the live lesson, they have the opportunity to participate in the language goals. And like I mentioned before, I've said this, and if you're new here, um, when I do a language objective or a language goal, I have them students rate themselves on an emoji chart. So they have one, two, three, or four. And so since I was doing these live lessons on Zoom, uh, or at the time, and now Teams, 
I would just say, hey, you know, can you use an emoji to tell me where you are with this language goal? So if I have a writing language goal, which is I can write an opinion paragraph using sentence frames, then I will ask the students on the live lesson, hey, this is our language objective. And I even will have some of the students come on and say, hey, can you read it just like I do in class? And then afterwards, I would say, okay, using emojis on your phone, or you can put a number. I want you to rate yourself. Are you a one, two, three, or four? And then they would drop it into the comment box. Now, my students are pretty comfortable with themselves, so they really don't mind everyone else sharing. But if you're in a situation where your students are just now starting to do this and they may not be feeling comfortable sharing where they are or one, two, three, or four, I would suggest you have them write it on their paper first. And then if you have the option, you can say, hey, can you send this to me in a private uh, private um, message? And then that way, that way the students can then, you can then say, okay, I see that you all some are right here at a two. And that happened when I was doing some of the live lessons, when we were doing opinion paragraphs, I saw the students were like at a level two. And I was like, okay, so maybe I need to add some more scaffolds in here, maybe add some more support, maybe do a couple of checks for understanding. And um, yes, Donna, I will definitely include a link to where you can see those daily live lessons on YouTube. So you can actually see live and I will make sure to include those in the notes as well, where you can actually see live of how I do the lessons. So it was really great. And then when I upload it, like I said, my goal was I want to make sure that in my lessons, I have these language objectives and language goals, just like I do in my classroom. So when I have those students who unfortunately do not have the technology, they may be sharing a phone with their parent, they can't come on live at the moment, I will upload it to YouTube and I will send a remind out and say, hey, here is the live video. And in that live video, I will say, hey, if you're not joining me today live, then just simply write on your paper, one, two, three, or four, your language goal. And you know, rate yourself with the language goal. And then they will still see those language objectives in the lesson, just as if they would in the classroom. They still have that structure. And that was important to me. So that is one way that I was starting to integrate language objectives and language goals with my students in the lesson. The next thing that you can do as well is I've also used Flipgrid to share language goals with the students. So I can record a quick Flipgrid and then I like Flipgrid because it's, um, it's integrated with Remind. I use Remind with my students. So I can record a Flipgrid. And like I said, if I'm sending home a work packet, because this is something a common, you know, a lot of us work in school districts where the students are not one-to-one. And so another example is in my school district, we're not a one-to-one -one school district. So students are going to pick up work packets. So I can record a language objective and then say, okay, you know what? For the work packet page three, this is your language objective. Send it out through a flip grid to the parents on Remind and the parents have direct access to it. The students know what the goal of the lesson is. And even if I record it through Flipgrid, because I know my students have direct access to, to, to that too, because they can download the app on their phone, then I can say on Flipgrid, okay, if you want to go ahead, you can respond back to me per video, okay, because the students can hit a little plus button and respond back to your video where you are. I want you to, to you know, communicate to me, tell me where you are. And then they can hit that little uh, green plus button and they can respond directly back to me through the Flipgrid video. 
So that's another way that I'm trying to integrate those language objectives in the lesson as well. I want you to know that doing this has helped guide my instruction and let the students know what are their expectations from the lesson? What, what are they expected to do? They need to know, because I know we all have that question. Teacher, like sometimes some students just forget your name. Teacher, what am I supposed to be doing? And so having those language goals, let the students know what are their expectations for the lesson. This is, this is important if you're doing a work packet, if you're doing an online lesson, if your students is watching a recording, it's really important that they know what are their expectations. So going forward in your remote learning process or whatever you're doing for your remote learning, I want to encourage you to include language goals. And because like I said, this helps your students in knowing what are the expectations. Language goals also guide your instructions with the four language domains, which is listening, reading, speaking, and writing. Now, just to recap, I just wanna go over some ways that you can include language objectives. You can do it through your YouTube videos. Like I said, I will definitely post a link to where you can watch some of my YouTube videos and lessons, and you can see there live how I'm including language objectives in those lessons. You can do it through your Flipgrid videos. Like I said, you can record a Flipgrid video, send a blast out to the students through Remind or Talking Points. I'll, Flipgrid provides you with a public link. So if you use Talking Points, you can use that as well. And then you can have your students respond back to you. Like I said, all they need is a phone. And if you're not able to give your students Flipgrid codes, I sometimes create like a little generic code, like student one, student two, student three. You can do that as well and just give them the instructions to log in with that as well, okay? And also you can record an audio file for your language objective and send it to your students. And you can really do this if you all, if your school district is using um, work packets that the students pick up or that you're dropping off, you can record an audio file on your phone and then you can send it via a text message or a remind or talking points to your students. And that can accompany the worksheets that you're doing and they can just listen to it like, okay, this is the goal of the lesson. And, and, Make sure, I want to encourage you, if you are doing virtual lessons, embed your language goals in your virtual lessons just as you did in the classroom. Now, just before, like I said, I always want to leave you with some action points and some things that I want to encourage you to do, like a mini to-do list. Side note, if you are new to writing language objectives and language goals, I have a guide that I want to share with you on how you can write your language objectives. It is a graphic organizer for teachers. I use it every time I feel like I'm getting stuck on writing language objectives, I use this language objective guide. So I will make sure to attach that. So if you are stuck on like, okay, I don't even know how to write a language objective. It is okay. It took me a while to learn too. Honestly, it took me a while to learn how to write a, a, just a standard objective. And once I got a process, used a graphic organizer, it really helped out. So I will make sure to include the language objective guide that you can use to walk you through step-by-step -step how to write a language objective. In addition, I will make sure to include the live lessons that I've been doing so you can see how I've been embedding language objectives in my live lessons, okay? And I also want to encourage you to make sure that you start embedding language goals in your virtual lessons just as if you did in the classroom. Just keep that structure. 
some kind of way, just keep that structure because students rely on that to know, okay, this is what I'm doing in the classroom. That's also why agendas are so important, you know, like a, a mini to-do list for the kids. So now it's time. I want you all to take some action. I want you to decide on how you are going to implement language goals for your ELLs while you're doing this distant learning. Like I said, I know not all of us are fortunate enough. We're making do with what we have to, and some of us don't have one-to-one. So even if you're not in a one-to-one -one district, you can do this using some of those strategies that I mentioned before. Still keep those in your lessons. It's really important. It's going to be make it really easier for you next school year as well. And decide on which medium that you're going to use. Are you going to use Flipgrid? Are you going to use YouTube? Are you going to record an audio on your phone? Every phone has an audio record button that you can record, send it out as a text message to your parents. You can do all of those things. Even if you have, I just had a thought, even if you have a worksheet, you can put it on your worksheet and put a link. You can use Bitly or something like that and can say, hey, if you have access to a phone, if you have access to a computer, go to this link to listen to your language goals. I mean, you can even do that and record like a simple audio, okay? Now, I also want you to know that, I also want to encourage you that going forward, doesn't matter if you have a worksheet, doesn't matter if you have a virtual lesson, it doesn't even matter if you're just doing a weekly check-in. Even if you're saying, hey, you all, let's do our weekly, we have what our school call homeroom check-ins. So if you're even doing a weekly check-in, still include those language objectives in your weekly check-in. That is really important because in that weekly check-in that you're doing with your students, you're still using language. You all are listening. You all are talking, okay? Um, you may even have some writing in there as well, okay? So definitely, definitely, definitely use those. Now, I would love to know how you all are using, uh, using language goals in your current lesson. Definitely share those in the comments. And Helen, you are so welcome. I am just such a pleasure. Uh, everything that I'm learning, I want to share it with you all. So I will make sure to definitely share that language objective guide soon as I jump off. And I will make sure to share the link to the live videos. So once again, I am as usual, happy to be here with you all. If you have any questions, you can always email me personally at, at Millie at myadventuresinesl.com or you can always drop them in the comments below and then I'll respond. Once again, thank you all for being here today and y'all have a fantastic Sunday. Bye. Thank you for joining me this week on Adventures in ESL. Make sure to visit my website, myadventuresinesl.com for some freebies and special gifts. You can also subscribe to the show so you will never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I appreciate it if you provide a rating on iTunes so more ESL teachers can learn strategies and tips. Thank you so much for tuning in today and remember to stay positive and always have high expectations for your English language learners. See you soon.